Well, hello and welcome to episode number 62 of Virtual Team Dynamics, the Old Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at Old Fire. At Old Fire, we specialize in helping you get the most from your virtual teams through understanding how your team members communicate and interact. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the impact of outsourcing on virtual teams and how things are evolving as time goes by. Um, So yes, it should be an interesting conversation. As with all of our podcasts, there's an accompanying article on the All Fire website, so please do check it out for additional information. And while you're there, feel free to sign up for our regular newsletter, get a bit more about how we may be able to help you with your business. virtual teams have been with us now or in an effective way really since the internet started to become more widespread and more robust and of course faster so really probably 15 to 20 years now we've been um, we've been sending work out to other locations work has become more and more distributed Uh, organizational structures have changed and continue to change Uh, Sometimes evolutionary, sometimes revolutionary changes have happened. Sometimes the changes have been understood and sometimes, let's say, they've been less understood. One of the major um, opportunities that a lot of organisations have tried to exploit as this this ability to move work around has, has increased has been to outsource work to typically to less expensive locations, places where they can hire people with similar skills who are capable of doing the work they need doing, um, but being able to hire them for a much lower salary. So, they, And these people, in the cultures and in the environments in which they live, the salaries they get hired for are often very good salaries based on their local locations. So they get a good job. They get uh, they get a good income. They're often quite prestigious jobs as well in these in these places, um, and uh, the organisations get to reduce their delivery costs, which is generally good for everybody except those whose jobs tend to disappear when all of this happens back at the traditional home location for this office. So over the years, we've seen call centres move to India and to Malaysia and to the Philippines. We've seen back office support functions like accountancy, HR, payroll, things like that moved again to places like Malaysia and uh, and India. We've seen a lot of computer coding work moving to places like India and Russia and China. Uh, So typically the work has gone to places where you can hire in volume people with the right skills and the right aptitude who are happy to work for what you're prepared to pay them. Um, and uh, while this work has been very disruptive to uh, to a lot of people who've been who've been left behind, who've been left unemployed by this, it's also presented some great opportunities in the countries where the work's been sent to. Um, now, the people in these countries to which the work has been sent, of course, have then they've then had opportunities which, in many cases, actually have been 
now denied to the people where the work has, has come from. So what you're starting to see as time goes by and as this outsourcing and virtual team um, approach becomes increasingly common and increasingly ubiquitous is that the there is more and more high-skilled work or medium-level skilled work now being sent to these other locations. Um, and also some work is actually moving back where you know if, if, you, if you're tracing things by cost only, if you can find people in, in your home country to do the work at the same price as you would be paying someone in one of these other countries, then for some businesses they're actually moving the work back to their home bus- their home locations as well. And in some instances as well, um, as, as economies in different nations and different uh, skill sets change and demand for those skill sets change, the work is now moving more and more globally. So we're moving from being very much a a national and a local economy uh, in many industries to now being global economies in, in almost all. Um, you hear of, of all sorts of organisations looking to have uh, virtual receptionists and virtual staff based in other countries. You hear a lot of companies where they're doing their computer coding and it's happening all over the planet. Uh, a lot of engineering businesses these days do their work in many, many, many different centres concurrently rather than trying to do it all in one place. And many of these, they do it there simply because they can't find the numbers of people that they need. Now, one of the interesting side effects, of course, of all of this is that the people who are now doing this work are now getting opportunities to move up the skill scale. So they are getting to build their experiences from what was originally doing Let's call it entry-level work. So it would be entry-level coding, it would be entry-level engineering works and so forth. These people, over time, because they're doing all of the entry-level work, are starting to see that not just are they doing the entry-level work, but the people who used to learn to do the work by having the entry-level work given to them in the country where where the organization was based... Those, that work, because that work isn't there, those people aren't getting those opportunities. So now the people who are doing that work elsewhere are the ones who are getting to, to build their skills and to move up that skill grade. So as time's going by, the, it's getting harder and harder to find people with those entry-level skills in the home locations of many of these countries. And equally, it's getting easier to find people with very good not just entry-level, but mid-level skills as well in many of the countries to which the outsourced work has been sent. Now, this is going to continue to change as time goes by. It's going to get easier for people to to send more and more work to these different locations, and it's going to get harder and harder for people to do some of this work back in their original base locations, simply because the skills won't be there anymore. Now, if you extend this out far enough, you will reach the point where eventually it starts to swing back the other way and it becomes easier then to find people in the original locations where the work has been sent from currently who are prepared to take on entry-level work at lower costs, who have the skills and who have the availability and they will then start to move the work back to their locations away from the other locations so it will be, eventually, the pendulum will swing right around, but it could take a very long time before that happens. 
and exactly what that will do to the economics and the opportunities in many of these countries as as it goes through this pendulum swing is obviously something none of us can predict. We just have to wait and see. Now, as these changes are happening, there are some um, there are some other things that need to be considered. It's not necessarily a case that everybody is the same. You need to make sure that when you are sending work to other locations, you have the right skills, you have the right personalities, you have the right cultures there as well for the work to be undertaken. And often this cultural side of things gets overlooked. Someone will look around and say, oh, we need 20 Uh, people to do this particular piece of work they'll find that they have the right qualifications but they won't necessarily understand that beyond those qualifications they need to do all sorts of other things as well they need they need to understand the culture they need to understand power distance individuality um, how to manage time and so forth and and just to communicate so typically what you've found is many of the countries where the work has been sent have been countries where where the language is the same between one place and another, or where the language is good enough. So a lot of work originally went from the US to India, from the UK to India to Malaysia to the Philippines and so forth. And these countries that took the work, who accepted the work, where the work was sent, they are the countries where English is a very, very strong second, or in many instances even a first language for people. So it was very easy from a linguistic perspective to send work there. You tend not to find quite as much of this happening going from English-speaking first world, if you like, from English-speaking places where the work is being initiated into places like South America or um, or, or, or other places where, where the language skills just aren't there. So, so there are there are things that have to be considered as this moves along. Now, also as as the work as more and more of the work starts to get done in these other countries away from the home offices, the people in the home offices are going to have to get used to the people where the work is being done, dictating things like meeting agendas. Um, Typically, up until very recently, most of these projects, if they were driven out of Europe, the people in Europe would say, right, we're going to have a meeting at, they'd pick a time, and everybody else around the world had to comply with that time. If that meant it was early in the morning, late at night or whatever, then that was just the way it was. They had to accept it. Now, as time's going by and as more and more work is being done elsewhere, and sometimes the um, the centre of gravity for these projects is actually moving to these other locations, the people in Europe and the people in the US and so forth who've been dictating these times and the formats for these meetings are suddenly going to find that the times and the formats are being set from the other end. So it's it's going to start to be an interesting set of dynamics as time evolves and as time passes. Um, there are some very interesting and some very challenging socio and demographic changes that are being wrought as a result of outsourcing. Um, it's not always good for everybody. It's definitely there are so there are always winners and losers in all of these situations. Um, the losers, unfortunately, tend to be people who've got. Uh, good skills, but those skills are simply just being found to be too expensive in their where they are now based, and uh, and they're finding it very very difficult to compete. It's also very hard for them to relocate to the other locations because 
those locations are places where they may choose not to live, where it might not be there might not be somewhere that suits their families and so forth. So a lot of people who are finding that their work is moving elsewhere now are having, are having to reskill. Um, for others, the changes are going to be career long. There are going to be changes that are happening right now in their careers that will mean that their career will be very, very different from the one they anticipated and from the one that they thought they were going into when they first qualified. So for a lot of people, say accountancy, for instance, who have um, who've, who've started their careers assuming that they were going to spend their entire careers as, as accountants based in their home country, suddenly will find that most of the hardcore accountancy work gets done somewhere else and they're left then just managing that work as it gets moved around. So things are changing and they're changing rapidly. Um, the world of outsourcing is, as I say, is good for some and bad for others. It's good for some businesses, it's bad for some businesses. Um, many people, of course, look at things and say, well, I want to buy this cheaper, I want to buy that cheaper. And they don't always look at why things become cheaper. And often things become cheaper simply because the work is being done and the goods are being manufactured somewhere else. So a bit to consider there and uh, and hopefully not too depressing for everybody. Um as I say, there it, it's a, it's an ongoing and evolving thing, and it depends on where you're based in the world, in terms of what you need to think about and how it's going to impact you yourself and your family and uh, and so forth. Um, it's a very certainly very important that you plan for your future and and be aware of what jobs are moving where. If jobs are moving to where you are, then make sure that you're ready for them. If jobs are moving from where you are, then make sure you're ready for something else. And uh, just keep yourself moving around and keep your keep your skills current. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, please do check us out. We're at www.ulfire.com.au. So that's an Australian um, website address. And of course, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast as well. Um, we have a page on the website with links to all the different um, podcast feed types, so RSS, um, iTunes, um, Android, uh, Stitcher and so forth, they're all on there and um, we'd very much love to hear from you in the future and of course I look forward to speaking to you on future episodes. Thank you. Thank you.